Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, everybody? We are four days, five days away from the Super Bowl, whatever it is, as we sit here on Wednesday morning. Uh, We'll get into the big news that happened last night. We're going to start a little preview of the Super Bowl today, and then Friday will be full-on Super Bowl preview. We'll break it all down from every angle, and we will get Sean's opinion on how big of a game this is for Mahomes. All that's going to come on Friday, but we'll do a little talk of it now, uh, maybe from a little more of a gambling angle today. Uh, We got quarterback news as we always do every show we have quarterback news we have an nfl draft question i want to ask you sean just kind of run through some teams and what you're thinking for them and then we got some interesting coaching moves and we're still waiting on two teams to hire coaches sean it's february 8th again it's hard two to teams believe. don't have coaches I, which tells you one of two things and well i know we got a lot of just yeah. a quick teaser of it. it in one city it's either or combined that they're waiting for somebody else's season to end or the quarterback is just such a within in Arizona that dealing with Kyler Murray has become such a pain in the ass yep. and his lack of commitment to study it and get it done that you don't want it yet the talk is the two teams Cincinnati and Mike Kafka with the Giants are two of the leading candidates how's that not done yet right that's it, it, the weirdest thing right yeah and then then in you know in the in the other place I think Segs it simply comes down to um, let's see, who am I forgetting? Who am I leaving out? Uh, what Indian. team am I missing? Oh yeah. The, the Colts, I think they're trying to, you know, wink Martindale's a candidate. It may be coming down to Jonathan Gannon and Wink Martindale or Steichen, and one of those guys. Right. I, I think that it's a Philadelphia assistant that they're considering there. So I, I get that, but this Arizona thing's weird, but we'll get, to yeah. That. Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit later in the show, but before we hit the breaking news or the big news that happened last night, as always, we're brought to you by Bet Online. Yeah, basketball's back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, the team matchups, uh, and the information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free um, free contests, and giveaways all season long. And always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, the NBA, college basketball, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag and join and receive your 50% welcome bonus um, with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to uh, receive your rewards. It's Bet Online where the game starts. Uh, as always, thank you to Bet Online. We start with non-football. LeBron James passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become the NBA's all-time scoring leader. Uh, however many point thirty-eight thousand and change or whatever it is that he now has. Um, I think if you've listened to, I'll speak for myself. Myself, I'm not a huge LeBron guy. I think he's a great player. I have him number two on my list of greatest NBA players of all time. So I'm not knocking him. I'm not. I, this is a tremendous accomplishment to be able to play at this level for this many years. And, you know, I keep seeing it on Twitter and it's something that always, you know, resonates is the hype this kid had when we were watching his games at St. Vincent, St. Vincent, St. Mary's in Ohio in high school on ESPN, 
to where he is at last night, the fact that he was able to live up to that hype is just incredible. And, you know, he's not a guy that's out getting in trouble. He's not out and has all these rumors behind him. Yeah, he he says some things that people are kind of like, dude, just stop talking. Um, he kind of sticks his nose in, I think, where sometimes people are like, dude, you sound like an idiot. Uh, he does some of that stuff. But on the basketball court, in my opinion, second best player of all time, and congrats to him on passing Kareem and, and what could end up being an unbreakable record if he ends up staying another three to four years to play with Bronny. He'll get into the 43, 44,000 range, Sags, because we may have never had a bigger freak in a bigger sport when it just comes to body type, speed, size, power, and production anywhere. Right. Honestly, uh, he's number two on my list as well. Abdul Jabbar, Kobe, I'm, they're in the conversation. Now you can, they did Bill Russell, but it's two, and then there's a gap, and then the other guys. And Jordan's yeah, at the agreed. top of that. And for me, the difference is. There's differences. I think when it gets right down to it, Jordan was a better because when I talk about the best player of all time, I'm not just talking about one thing scoring. I mean, I'm talking or get your shot. I'm talking about both ends of the floor, sniper mentality, all those things that go with it. LeBron's phenomenal. I'll tell you what, he's closed the gap by the way he's played late in his career. There's no doubt, but I still got Jordan one. Is I think Jordan could have been the best defender of all time if he wanted to. I, I, I do that. I honest to God, I believe that. And I think the difference, and I know LeBron is a competitive, get after it sniper, and he wants to beat you up. The difference is, I think when LeBron LeBron will be a sniper, and then like think about in any terms, somebody hunting a bird or hunting a, 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 a big game, shoot it and walk away from it. Jordan's the type that sniper walks over there, shoots it, and go puts his foot on the throat. There's the difference. One doesn't want to lose. Won a lot, elevates players, tri- both of them tremendous basketball IQ, never in question. Two of the top five basketball IQs ever, I think. And then the difference is, to me, one has this refusal to lose that is un- that is un- you- you- there's nobody close, and that's Jordan. And I think that's the separation, Sags, both in, a- in rarefied air. One is the pilot, one's the co-pilot, and that's Jordan, in my opinion. Now, you hit it. I don't. I can't say because I've been thinking about a time when hype matched production, or production matched hype in any sport. Kobe close got a lot of, but Kobe didn't have. Kobe had a ton of hype as a high school guy, but LeBron more. Right. But Kobe lived up to it. Jordan did not have that kind of hype coming out of high school, and he spent in college. You know, he had hype, but remember, Jordan was moving up trying to make the varsity. You know doing his thing, and then he got to North Carolina, and then the, when he hit that jump shot and what played three years at North Carolina, the, then the, the that hype train started then in yeah. North Carolina. With little, but LeBron's hype started when he was 12, then 14, then 16, 17, and lived up to every ounce of it, and, and quite frankly, may have exceeded the hype, considering most guys, you'll say, man, great hype, but they, have, they could have a Hall of Fame career, but it's like, man, how do you live up to that? I mean, it's ridiculous, right? He did, and he's a phenomenal player, phenomenal specimen. Um, and you're right. I guess the thing that drives people sometimes – I don't have a problem with him speaking out, but sometimes he probably speaks out in certain times when he's not as informed as he should be on yeah, certain so that, topics. Yeah, that's exactly I don't have a problem with him speaking no, out. It's just never. that sometimes 
it's like, dude, go ahead and speak out, but just be a little more informed on the topic when right. you give your opinion so you can back it up with whatever the facts may be. That's all I'm saying. So, and he's been a difference maker at, at every, you know, on the court, off the court. You're exactly right. The only controversy that follows him around is he has people go to him. He's like the rep that has something to say for everything. Yeah. And that's fine. So a phenomenal, phenomenal accomplishment. It is going to be an unbreakable. I think about Luca and Trey Young and John Morant. To be it, it's Steph Curry's not even close, and he's right. almost thirty-five. You you think about it, Segs, to do that twenty years, and he's still scoring thirty and twenty-five and thirty-eight last night. And that 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 record is is pretty much going to be put out of reach. Now I'll never say never, but living up to that hype and the body staying in shape, right. I think he's playing three three years minimum. I think he wants to prove that he can do in basketball what Brady did in football. Honest to God, I do. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking as you're talking about the, you know, who lived up to the hype and <clears throat> and went on and had that career that you're like, OK, this this guy was that guy. Um, the name that comes to mind to me is Peyton Manning, you know, with the dad, the 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 hype he had going to Tennessee, no question, you know, no not question. going to Ole Miss and football family, the whole right. Thing. No and, doubt and then about being it. that good at. At Tennessee being the number one pick in, in Indianapolis and coming out and struggling that for that rookie year, you know, when he threw what almost 30 interceptions, 28, I think 28 interceptions led the league. Six. Right. Right. And then, you know, goes on to have a hall of fame career and in, is in most people's top five, if not top three quarterbacks of all time. And, and you know, most people's top 10 point. football players of all time. So he's the one guy that stands out just because of who his dad was, the talk around him and the hype started in high school and right. started in high school and he lived up to it by winning super bowls and putting up Mount Ru I mean, with uh, ridiculous numbers, gaudy numbers and led team. I did. He did everything you're supposed to do as a first pick of the draft. Right. He did. That's exactly and, right. And on top of it, when you think about his career, he had to battle the greatest football player of all time, Tom Brady in his conference. Right. If, if he didn't have Tom Brady or Tom Brady just ended up being a normal quarterback. I mean, how many more Super Bowls does Peyton Manning win? Right. And all the MVPs he's won, right. right. Five of them, I think say, so yeah. yeah, it's he he's in football. Gotta be the one that sticks out the most. A lot of guys had hype, but didn't, I mean, Bo Jackson, but unfortunately an injury stopped that, but even Bo Herschel Walker, the big yep. hype coming out of Wrightsville, Georgia, but it still wasn't the family hype. This guy, you know, a small town in Wrightsville, Georgia. And there's freshman years when the big hype started for Herschel, you know, when he was dominate. So there's different guys, but the guys that were supposed to be great turned out to be great. And you're putting in your Mount Rushmore of both sports. It's those two cats. It's LeBron and it's uh, Peyton when it comes to matching the production with the hype. Yeah, for sure. All right. We're just, you know, four or five days away from the Super Bowl. Um, Eagles, Chiefs. Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Andy Reid, uh, Nick Sirianni, Kelsey versus Kelsey. Uh, a lot of storylines in this. Let's just look at it today from a betting angle. Right now, the line sits at uh, minus one and a half for uh, Philly. Philly minus one and a half and the over under a 51. Just your thoughts being, you know, four or five days out. What are you thinking in terms of? Do you like where the line is at? Would you favor Kansas City? Uh, how do you look at it right now? I think that line is going to move again, Segs, towards Kansas City. I do. As I think gets, when they find out, closer? Just, if they say, if they say to a point of a, a point or a pick'em, because you know you're going to think about okay, Super Bowl experience, 
Andy Reid, even though Sirianni and those assistant coaches have been great, the Andy Reid's the best play caller we have on offense. So there's got to be that factor. And now I think people are just waiting for how healthy are their perimeter players. You know, you know, if you hear that this guy, as we get closer, okay, and Mahomes, when they say ankles 100%, you might start to see people, oh, okay. But I, I don't think it's going the other way. I, I, right. feel, I think this is as big as it gets for Philly. I think Philly's been the most complete team. Since we're going to break down from a betting angle for me, I, I would probably say here's the weird thing about it is I, and maybe it's the emotional and the head with one, the emotion with others is I would take Kansas city right now, even though I think Philadelphia is a more complete team. And I guess it's simply the two guys at the top of the food chain, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And then there's a couple in the betting, in the betting side, you know, and I, and I'm taking the under right now, Sigs. I, I'm looking at a, but, a, but it's going to, I think it's going to, your hair is going to touch it. Just not your head. I think we're looking in that 50 to 51 points. It's 51 right now or 52? 51 is what it says on ESPN. Is where When I had my score today, when I was thinking of a score, the score that hit me, now you can go either way with it because I haven't made my final thought. I'm just still four days or five days away. I'm leaning right. towards Kansas City, yet I still think Philadelphia is a more complete team when you talk about perimeter weapons, all those mm-hmm. things. But Mahomes, let's face facts, it's, it's Mahomes, yet – there is a lot of pressure on him, and we, I'm sure we're going to get to that as the reasons why. I'm looking at like a 27-23. Sags, this is going to come down to one of those that you're begging for a two-pointer or a field goal that somebody misses, and it costs somebody. I, I think if you get to 50 points, both both defenses and offenses have had pretty good games, and defenses have not let it go here. I don't see the game in the 30s. I, I just right. don't. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. I agree with you the fact that I could see the line pushing. I mean, I think we could even see by Sunday morning, Sunday noon time. Chiefs a half point favorite or a yeah, point half favorite? point or yeah. a point favorite, and and that full two two and a half point swing to Excuse to Kansas me. City right. side we could be looking at. Um, I'm kind of with you on right now leaning Kansas City just with Mahomes and the special things he does, but there's so many different angles to look at that we will on Friday, but. You know, the one I'll bring up right now is can Hassan Reddick, can Brandon Graham, can Fletcher Cox, can, you know, those players on that defensive line of Philadelphia make it hard on Patrick Mahomes, keep him in the pocket, not allow him to improvise like he does, and then get to him and bring him down. That's the big key. Right. You know what's interesting, too, and before we switch topics, because we can get deep into this on Friday. Oh, yeah, we will on Friday. Is is I just a, a like an, an out loud key that I'm looking at. I'm saying, okay, if you're Jonathan Gannon, you have not had to blitz this year. They do mm-hmm. not blitz. They play well when you get 70 sacks with your front, right. 63 or 64 of them. You don't need to. Two things come to mind. If you're hell bent on the quarterback, be very aware of Isaiah Pacheco in this football game exactly. and some gaps because you're hell because you may. At times, you're willing to give up a few runs in order not to let that 15 beat you and to pressure him and hit him. That's one. Two is you've played a lot of zone. I wonder if it, if at some point in time this – when you look at the perimeter receivers not named Kelsey, right? And I'm thinking, okay, if I'm Jonathan Ganny, do I believe that one-on-one those guys are that much better than me on the, on the back end? Now, I know that's a bit of a – and I'm not sure I do. Right. So I'm wondering if you start to just a few times go into this game thinking I'm going to pressure and wink Martindale at a little more blitz a little more 
So we are sure to get to him, and hopefully we get a tip ball interception. And if we can just take him off their mark that I don't believe, that maybe they don't believe Juju Smith-Schuster or Valdez Scantley can get separation like they want. Right. Because if you're going to just rush four and you're going to play high safeties, two high safeties without bringing a guy down, which you're not going to do most of the time against Mahomes, or you're going to play zone, Listen, Kelsey will catch 12, 15 balls. I don't know how you're going to defend him. And you can't give a great player that much time to sit. So if you're getting early pressure and it's like, damn, they came to play, great. Stick with it. Don't give up the home run. Keep everything in front of you and live to play. Put a ring on your finger probably. But I'm keeping an eye on that, Segs, how the defense plays Mahomes. And the two big factors, too, is if you if you miss on a blitz or a tackle in the backfield on Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, you are screwed. Right. And even maybe even more now the sidearm and all the stuff Mahomes does off schedule, but with Jalen Hurts' ability to run and those two perimeter receivers, that's the danger game. Yes. If you're Spagnolo, are you going to blitz and hope you get to him? If you miss and you got AJ Brown and Devontae Smith on your corners, and I think they're both rookies, if I'm not mistaken, or or young players. In Kansas City, you are rolling some dice there, brother, to give up the home run. Because you know they're going to sell out to stop the run. Right. They have to. So be a, there will be some big perimeter plays by Philadelphia in this game via the pass. Or they will at least have opportunities to do it. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about uh, McDuffie yep. and the other rookie. Um, and I did, his name uh, Jalen yes, Watson. There you go. Because we were talking about him last night on, yep. on our Last Chance Q show. So, Segs, to me, this game, and it could be complete opposite. Hell, both teams, this, you could see Kansas City dominate in a run game if Pacheco gets rolling, you're playing, and you could actually see Kansas City and Spagnuolo try to take away the run, and Jalen Hurts have to beat you throwing it. And I mean, this could be an odd football game that we don't expect it to be odd, but there's weapons everywhere for both teams, and protection's going to have to hold up on both sides, and Philadelphia's got a good offensive line as well. Yeah, it's 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 a fascinating game because it's two it fascinating is. teams. It's the two best teams in football, and there's so many different ways to. Do look you feel at buzz, it, so. Segs? Do you feel buzz or not? Uh, are we just too far away? Should we be in Arizona to feel it? Are we? Know, are, I, are we? Are we fatigued by Kansas City? Is see, still, I, well, where's the buzz, man? For for me personally, I think that sports television has done a disservice to the games because it's gotten so out of control in terms of just screaming at each other. And there's so much stupidity, you know, with these guys, they don't prepare like, you know, you do, or, or some of these guys that are really, unless you're watching NFL live, you know, that's the show to watch. If you really want to learn about the game, if you want to hear just about storylines and hot takes, then turn on NFL network or turn on, ESPN and and I think that's where the buzz is getting lost because not a lot of people watch those shows anymore. I don't watch them. I don't watch them at all. I barely watch sports outside the games just because it's all so negative. I'll I'll turn on the radio. I'll listen to your show. I'll listen to the shows here in Chicago. Right. I'll listen to radio more. Well, we're not so throwing because, hot takes out there, so right? You know, we're trying to be it's, reasonable, right? You, you try and get into the game plans of what they're thinking, and they just don't do that on these shows anymore. Besides so NFL up- Live. Right, we've gotten so opinionated that we forget this game's not coming. Give your opinion after it's over if you think right. the, the the opinion on X's and O's. Because right. in truth, I, the entertainment's all fine, and we get that all year long. I kind of want to deep dive as to what we're thinking of. How would you stop Kelsey 
Tell me that on the air. Right. Don't just tell me, oh, is Kelsey the best tight end that's ever played? I Okay, great. Let's have that conversation at the end of his career. I want to know how Jonathan Gannon plans on stopping this dude. Yes. I, you know, I do, you have, so you're right. You have Ryan Clark. You have Booger McFarland. You have all these guys on ESPN. Orlovsky. You have that's all right. these guys on NFL Network. Tell me what you guys would do against Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. How do you keep him in the pocket? What do you do instead of just yelling at each other? About now, yeah, you'll get some here and there of Ryan Clark and Orlovsky talking X's and O's. I want more of it, but it's way too like the right. the the guy who is so underutilized in sports. Period is the great Greg Cosell. Like that guy should be everywhere this week talking I don't on even ESPN about the game. Instead, Matter he's fact, on one show and it's what a half hour long. He would be the best X's and O's talker on ninety percent of the TV shows. Oh, and great because he, he sees he sees more on film all than them. an NFL coach does. Right. Matt Bowen and is another had, one. Right. Greg and I, you know, Greg's as you and I yeah. know, he was on our show and people went haywire listening to him on radio where you couldn't even see his designs. Right. Now he's got. X's and so and I want to tune in. Right. I want to tune in and say, OK, Greg, because then I'd pepper him this way. If I was on the ESP, I'd look at Clark or Alaska or if Greg Cosa, I'd say, OK, Greg, you're my defensive coordinator. I'm your head coach. I'm telling you, you are. You tell me what game plan on Wednesday we have in to deal with that dude who catches a hundred plus balls a year, right? And that everybody says you got to stop Kelsey, but no, that nobody does. How are we going to do that? Well, we're going to play a man. Well, then you've already told me you're giving up eight, ten, eight to ten catches because you're playing him with one guy. You've got no shot, right? None. And if you're going to play him with zone. Are you pressuring him at the line of scrimmage? Are you playing off and in and out in him? And if that's the case, what are you doing on the on the perimeter? Are you playing man, which means more pressure? Are you going to double two guys? Right. Are you going to blitz his gaps? I need to know this stuff, and I don't see enough of it. And I quite frankly see it. Not only is he the most underutilized X's and O's guy on TV, it's the most underutilized. People love strategy. At least I know I do. I get tired of everybody, especially when it's the same damn topic asked a different way every day. Right. Exactly. Teach me something about it's like a good like Greg Olson. He's going to teach you something yes. Sunday. And so then that's what I want to hear and what I want to see. And you got all the telestrator shit in these studios. What a perfect opportunity to actually walk me through it. If I'm a fan. Right. Exactly. Crazy. Exactly. But yes, we will break down all this stuff come Friday. Uh, Sean, we got some quarterback news that involves your favorite team. One Derek Carr, who at the Pro Bowl this past weekend said, if you haven't seen the clip, basically said, like, this is what went on and this is why I'm leaving Vegas. Like, he just put it out there that he's leaving. Well, now the team has granted him permission to go visit the New Orleans Saints. They did that yesterday. Uh, reportedly, the teams have come to an agreement on compensation if things go well. Uh, we're still waiting to hear if that goes down this week or early next week. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Carr to New Orleans? What does it do for the Saints in terms of that division that isn't going to be very good now with no Tom Brady? We don't know. The Panthers need a quarterback. The Falcons aren't very good. And the Saints are a team that's still trying to get out of this money hole in terms of cap that right. – you know, Michael Thomas is probably going to be gone. Alan Kamara is still there. They still have talent, but they're not able to bring in a lot. So what are your thoughts on Derek Carr to New Orleans? And Sigs, remember, talk about a, a great season for Philly. They got the 10th pick because New Orleans is giving right. it to them. So you're going to get a bonus. The truth is you're going to go out and maybe get a corner 
to add to your football team that you're already damn you're, you're, you're the most complete team in the league. So it's one of those years where the rich just got richer because they yeah. made the they bought low and sold high, right? And New Orleans missed out. Now, remember, now New Orleans is going to get San Francisco's thirtieth pick, right? In this one because of the the the, the uh, Sean Payton through San Francisco, they're getting theirs. That's going to New Orleans at that point in time. The four big the big four quarterbacks will be gone, right? And they don't have enough ammunition to get up to no. go and try to get one of them. So now you're left with well, Dalton's a, a serviceable guy and a good backup to have. And start spot start, you, you're not going where you want to go at this stage of his career. Seventeen games. Secondly, and that's to the playoffs consistently. Secondly, Jameis Winston obviously is not their quarterback, and Dennis Allen. You could tell Dennis Allen wasn't going back there when he came back. He stuck with Andy Dalton even when Jameis Winston was right. Out. So that's done. You, know, I want my Swiss Army knife to be that just that the Swiss Army knife with Taysom Hill. Sags, why did, it's only a third round pick, and and considering the numbers he's put up. Now, if the, the money is going to be, I think the money's more issue than the than the third round pick. To be honest with you, yeah, were I don't you have surprised by the third round pick? Yes, talk? I actually, I, I, I would have gone in and said second. Yeah, I would have gone and said a second, a second, and a and a conditional fourth round pick. Right, it right. It becomes they, a whatever agreed. it goes, gets to a fifth to a fourth or a fourth to a third if he plays seventeen games and we make the playoffs or win the division. Mm-hmm. I, I I think they're giving him away it's for a team that needs all the shit they can get on defense. Right. And so if you're New Orleans, you're saying, okay, I work it around. Maybe you even redo his contract segs and stretch it out to where you can break up some salary cap if you need to, right? But listen, he's, he's won games. You know he's going to throw for 4,000-plus yards. He'll throw mm-hmm. 30 touchdowns, and maybe a new venue is great for him. He'd be indoors, a new start for him. Hell, why not? Say, I mean, they don't have the answer now. And, Carolina got a long way to go. They're going to end up starting a rookie at quarterback more than mm-hmm. likely, unless they go get Garoppolo or one of those. Uh, Atlanta's got a long way to go. They don't even know who their quarterback is. And Tampa's in a bit of disarray, and they're changing co- coaching staffs as well. The Saints should win the division if Derek Carr's their quarterback. Honest to God, they should. So I would do it, Sigs, if I was the New Orleans Saints. And then you say, okay. At least I buy time now the next year. I'm getting another pick from Denver, second-round pick. I got a first-rounder. Now maybe I got enough, even if we finish with nine wins somewhere in the middle of the pack or win the division, or two, I got enough maybe to move up, and then I can get a Quinn yours or yeah. get a – and then I can get my long-term future because they can't keep drafting the Ian Books, that guy who's a backup, who's a good player in college, but you know he's not your franchise. Right. It's time, and Derek Carr would be a good holdover because I think as a third-rounder, I don't think that's going to be the last team that jumps into this fray, Seggs. I don't. I think that I think more teams now will jump in knowing that they put it out there. It's a third round pick shit. Why wouldn't I jump in on that if I'm the Raiders, right? I right. mean, with the Raiders putting it out to the Saints is my point. Yeah. Is uh it's only a third round pick. Hell, I do that in, in I have no problem doing it because at least I know I'm gonna get a veteran who has something to prove. Right, for sure. So we've we we've kind of talked about this, but here I want to be a little more direct when it turns comes to the NFL draft and these quarterbacks, you know, we're talking Bryce young, we're talking CJ Stroud, we're talking Will Levis and we're talking Anthony Richardson. Those are the four that everybody's talking about being possible top 10 picks. Um, So bears hold the number one pick. We've talked about it. If you're, I'm just going to throw out, I'm going to go in order of teams that I think need quarterbacks. You tell me if they should look to make that move to one, or if you're okay with that team, maybe moving to, 
five or three or whatever to get one of the second or third quarterback in this draft. So let's just start at number two with the Houston Texans. I I would you know there's talk to Segs. I saw something that uh, the that the Texans and I was just looking at so I saw something that the Texans uh when they get jumped or or when the the the, the, the they're going to get Will Anderson you know everybody's got a mock draft mm-hmm. that that they're going to trade for Derek Carr. Yes, I That's saw one that of that another day, but yes. you saw a, a mock draft and so but let's just say I don't think they're going now for a third round pick hell maybe they are I I don't know the second pick and you're telling me the Bears stayed where they are right yep. are you telling me the Bears stayed where they no, are should should the Texans go from two to one to make sure they get oh, their gotcha. quarterback okay yeah um the hardest part about this is if the Texans love I've seen all three quarterbacks as the first pick in this draft I have as well Young and Levis. And I think Levis the biggest upside. The other two are more productive. One's the best pure thrower, meaning that with accuracy is C.J. Stroud. Levis is the biggest upside because he looks the part, and he's got that. You know, he's a guy that in shorts and a t-shirt, you're like, shit. Whoa. And yeah. Young's the best player. Right. And if starts production, he's the best player. I would say I'm going to take my chances if I'm the Texans. Take my chances that the team that moves up to number one is going after the quarterback that I'm not going after. Does that make sense? And if I love if Bryce Young's a nine eight on my point and and Levis is a nine seven, and I you think both are franchise quarterbacks, you just love one more than the other. I'm not going to give up those assets, the twelfth pick to move up. I'm right. gonna I'm gonna bank on that. I'm gonna get a guy. And if you take the quarterback that I love and I can't stand the other ones, my consolation prize is Will Anderson, if that's the case, and I can live with that. I'm to the point as we sit today that I would not. Now I may change over the next three months, but right. I, I, I I'm going to sit there and hope that they dra- that the team that goes up has a different number one in mind than me. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, let's go to the fourth pick. That's the Colts. Should they trade up to one to get their guy? Yeah, if they, I I I also think that their guy. Who put it this way? I think Lev. I, I think Stroud or Young have a better chance of going first than Levis I think people are so intrigued with Will Levis but are you willing to put him first and say well what if he's not accurate or what you know what I'm saying so Mm -hmm. I think there's more questions now the rewards big as anything the risk is bigger than any of the other those two hell it may even be a bigger risk than Anthony Richardson who's 6'4 235 himself right so um and 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 he's a and 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 he's young too Anthony Richardson's a young cat so uh, I say if I'm the Colts I considering what I need again, depending on what the bears are making me give them. I'm going to sit there too, because I'm going to, I'm going to guess that the team at three, which I know is not getting it. I'm going to say the Seahawks, right? The Seahawks are not going to trade up. They're good at five to sit there and say they're at five. I believe right. Six that I'm going to get Geno Smith. We're going to do that contract that if I'm going to get a quarterback, I'm cool with any of these guys to develop them. Gino will start for us. If I'm the Colts, I'm going to bet that the Colts stay right where they are and they either get Levis or Stroud with that pick if if the Texans take Young. You kind of just hit on them. The Seahawks sitting at five. I'll make the quick argument that with Gino Smith, maybe they just franchise him a year, 
keep them. And then you say, we may not pick this high again next year or the right. year after. Do we say we go get our guy now, even if he sits, we go from five to one and we get the best quarterback in the draft in our eyes. And when he sits a year or if Geno struggles or gets hurt, he's in here and he goes. You know what, Segs, the point about that is, and I'm glad you, the, the reminder, you know, you get so many different yeah. scenarios running through my mind. A lot of it also depends on with you guys holding the cards that the Texans screwed up that you get to dictate all this, right? Right. If you're Seattle, the great point about that is all those assets, Segs. Mm-hmm. They got a quarterback who's been a journeyman who came in and played like a pro bowler, and God bless him, and was phenomenal this year. And if you're Pete Carroll, you're saying he'll hold it over. Let's give an extra first rounder because we got some leeway. Let's jump up to number one. We friggin' love Bryce Young or we love whoever it is. And let's get him no rush. We're a playoff caliber team and Geno Smith will be fine. We franchise him. It's kind of a what can you do this back to back years? And then you got leverage the next year to say, well, I can use Geno to get another chip if I want the guys ready to play, right? Right. So I actually think they're more apt considering those circumstances. And the Texans are armed with a lot of guys too. But at two, you almost feel like you're bidding against yourself, right? Yeah, you, you just right. do. So I, I, to me, Seattle seems more logical, especially if they're hell-bent on the future and knowing I'm not waiting until next year with the Caleb Williams and those guys because we're not going to be in position to draft them because we're pretty damn good. Yeah. And I think that you're, you are on to something there. And once again, what are the Bears going to demand from a team like that? Right. Okay. Now, now we're getting into that part of the draft where it's, you're a little bit later. Do the bears want to fall this far, but it's also going to take a lot more to come up and get You may have to give up a first round pick, not only your seventh or ninth, but your, tw- your first rounder in 2024, your first right. rounder in 2025. No. That's a long, that's a long jump. Rounder. Yeah. Say, when you get past 10, that's a long leap and right. they can hold you hostage. If you so, want something bad enough, let me throw three teams at you. Number seven, the Raiders. Number nine, the Panthers. Number 11, the Titans. Are you going to give up a King's ransom for any of those three teams to go up and get your guy? Because you may be sitting there at seven, nine, or 11, and three of them are gone, and you may have to trade up just to get Anthony Richardson. Or you know, And now you're looking like, okay, did I just get the fourth best quarterback in this draft? I don't know. Right. If I'm Carolina, I- I'm, I'm going to say Frank Reich wants an upgrade. I think that upgrade's either going to be a veteran and they know they're not going to be good, and they will be in the Ewers, Drake, May, Caleb Williams sweepstakes the following year. The team that's the, the Raiders have to do something. If they don't get Garoppolo or one of those guys, they they have to do something. They could move, and then who was the other team saying? That, uh, no, the Titans at 11. Oh, the Titans. I'm going to say no. I, I'm going to say the Titans believe that Tannehill with – and plus you're, you would already be admitting that Malik Willis can't play. Right. So – as a third rounder. So, and he didn't look like he could play very well last no. year. I think you give that one more year. Cause now you get a longer leash. Cause a new GM, all that stuff with, with, with Vrabel. I think that, they, I think Tannehill, you're going to roll him back. Um, if they don't get a veteran, you're going to roll him back and not move up to get a quarterback and put yourself in position the following year. Cause you don't want to admit already that a third rounder is a bust after a rookie year. If that's the case. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with this first pick for Chicago. Seahawks is so intriguing. Don't you it, think it Sex? really is, but if of the assets. Yeah. And if you're Chicago, you're thinking like, I don't know if I want to move that far because now right. you could possibly move out of the Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. You almost territory. feel like you almost feel like their level is cut off at the Colts. 
Right. right? Unless the, the, unless right. they're just getting a massive haul from somebody right. that they're just like, sure. you know what? We still get a really good player at seven, nine or 11. I'll go grab me one of these receivers if I move too far and, down or whatever yeah, it is. And right. we got first round picks for years now, right. double first right. round picks. So That's it's exactly going to be right. really, really interesting as this off season goes on. But like I said, we're five days away from the Super Bowl and it's going to be a fun one. Two of the best. Teams. We normally, sometimes we don't get the two best teams in football. Right. This we year do this we year. do. And I think everybody needs to enjoy it yep. because two young quarterbacks that we could see back here again next year. Agreed. I wish you were here to watch it with me, brother, but we'll yeah. check it out and we will have a bunch of good stuff. Uh, some uh, A deep dive into the, the yes. matchups on Friday. <laughs> yes, for sure. As always, thank you to bet online. Thank you to believe. And we got a lot of fun stuff coming as football's coming to an end, but football never ends. And, 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 and hoops, college hoops, final four tournament and baseball. I look forward to it. great stuff today, brother. Thank you. All right. We will talk to you guys on Friday. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.